Are you taking me on a long drive or are we going on a long walk? Or are you just grabbing coffee and you're going to listen through this hour and a half conversation? Today is very special and unusual because it is episode number 100. I invited my friend, Johanna. Johanna is German. We met in 2006 or 7 when we were both in our early 20s and we were both nannies, au pairs in Boston, Massachusetts. But Johanna is also a BBM client and someone who recently had a weight loss surgery. So I cannot wait for you to listen in. Um, what's going to happen today is you are going to relate to me from a personal level. Johanna is the first person who's not just a client. Um, she is almost like family. She's known me for so, so long. And this conversation is one of two friends just chatting and recapping the last 15, 16 years of our friendship. It literally requires you to grab coffee and listen in. And I cannot wait to hear your feedback because, hey, you're going to be able to learn about things from the past that you didn't know about me and things that I've gone through. B, you're also going to be able to learn about Johanna and um, her struggles with weight and the reality of doing all of this in Germany because Johanna has been living in Germany. However, she's also someone who's lived all over the world. She's lived in the United States. She lived in London. She lived in few cities in Germany, including Berlin and Frankfurt. And she lived in Austria. In fact, she met her husband in Austria. Her husband is Nigerian, well, Austrian and born in Nigeria. So lots and lots of interesting uh, pieces and stories. And it's a long one. I know you're not used to um, this length of podcasting from me. And I promise it's not going to happen again until 200. So listen in. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy. Grab yourself some coffee. Hello, Johanna. Hello, Monica. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. You have no idea. First of all, we haven't talked in a long time. Second of all, you're someone who knows me for so long. This is going to be brilliant. I know. I'm thinking about all the stories and which one I should tell and which one I keep for myself. (laughs) That other people don't know about you. So first of all, I am so excited because this is episode number 100 and I wanted to have something special for this episode. So thank you for agreeing to do this with me last minute without scaring you. Um, I wanted also someone with an accent. I was like, we need some um, some international vibe here. So there you are straight from Germany. Um, so Johanna, when did we meet? When did we meet? How many years has it been? It's been like many years and I was just thinking about it. It was 2007 and I was like, how did we meet? You were already an international student. I was an au pair. And then I remembered my host family was tired of me, like not meeting other people and staying in the house. So I think they reached out uh, to the family you you were living with Mm -hmm. and they introduced us and they said, oh, you can have a play date. I think it started as a play date and then we became friends and I think then they were like oh my goodness they're on the phone all the time. (laughs) 2007 okay yes 2017 that's 10 years 18 19 20 21 so that's 15 years or more now oh my gosh it's yeah it's 15 years no 16 years 
Jeez. This is very special because Johanna is also a BBM and training with me. So she's like a client and a friend. But of course, we have the longest history. So out of all the people who've ever been on the podcast, I mean, unless I have my brother here or my parents, but that would have to be in Polish for my parents and my brother. I will have to, I don't know, get him like tipsy or something to get him here. But you are the person who knows me the longest. And so this is going to be really, really interesting. I remember... Uh, you, so I was just making coffee before getting on here. I love like special, special vibe here that we get together and I wish I could make one for you as well. But I was thinking long, long before, um, any personal development and long, long before doing fitness. because I was a nanny, you were nanny and that was in the context of dating, but you used to say, Monica wants something, Monica gets something. Do you remember this? Oh, I do remember that. Because so, that's you like almost brainwashed me to believing that. I mean, that's I mean, I was doing it, but you also kept being like, "Hey, you do what you t- tell your side of the story of this." I mean, I was a shy, twenty-year-old person. I turned twenty-one when we met, but I was like, "Oh, Monica, she met some Brazilian friends, so she she learned the language. She wanted this. She, you did everything you wanted." You know what I mean? You had an idea in your head and then you went for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's funny because again that's like so long ago and it's so far before fitness, so far before like landmark, so far before any kind of, you know, looking at personal development stuff or doing any personal development stuff. So I guess that's just like my personality back then even as a kid cuz I was when I came to America I was 21 and we met like in the second year or third year maybe so mm-hmm. I was like 22 23 when we met yeah the college thing the traveling dating back then crazy times going out oh my goodness exactly are you going to share any of the any stories that you want to share from back in the day just kind of to portray what is it that we did back then Go all out. Say whatever you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, I remember like, you know, we were we were like, you know, going to the mall and drawing ourselves. And do you remember that the police people were greeting us? And I'm like, how do we know these people? And then I remember, oh, that's the same police who always comes to the club to check if everything is okay. You know? It was so funny how we had so much energy back then. We both worked as nannies. I had like the main nanny family and then additional families on the side to make more money to pay for college. And then we went to school on the weekends and we went out Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Every single week. Every single week. Another memory that I have, Johanna, is when sitting at Panera Bread in August... Like by I was just thinking about it. Doing homework on the weekends. Like, oh, I'm so tired. But we're doing homework. These were the good old days. I know. You always helped me with my essay. Uh-huh. Extension for the language school. Private extension school, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did it before, I think, earlier. Because I was already in at the community college when you and I met. Yes. Mm-hmm. How about some stories you remember? I remember on the cooked your chicken soup. On I remember Day. that too. I was and like, we went out. Mm-hmm. My that was, was a like, really good chicken soup. My host family, thank you. My host family was um, in Vermont skiing, and it was New Year's Eve, 
and you came and I cooked chicken soup and then we went out to the club. We went out so much. I have never I, gone out that much. And, and I, I remember that like you were the one driving mm -hmm. and I don't remember much about that night. Just like, oh, we have a lot of pictures. I had a nice piece on my hair saying Happy New Year. <laughs> and I was like, next time we went out, people were greeting us. And I'm like, who are these people? Oh, we met them last weekend. You don't You didn't remember. No, we did no. take a lot of pictures back then. It was funny because there was nowhere to post them. But we still took a ton. And there was also no proof to you know what is it that we're doing for our host families now it would be harder to hide all of this um it was so i know that was before facebook i think facebook just started and we mm. didn't have it then I, i think myspace but but we didn't use it much mm. so it was high really five. remember high five that was an app <laughs> yeah i remember that <laughs> So the funny thing is at the club every so Johanna's taller than me and I'm five eight. So I'm, everyone at I'm the five club, nine. Okay, yes. You that's what I'm saying. You're taller than me mm -hmm. and I'm five eight. And so, you know, when we would go out and guys would hit on us, we were always pretending that we're a couple. And so it'd be like, Is this your girlfriend? Yeah, it's my girlfriend. And so it'd be like, Leave us alone. And so that was the thing. I think that that was something really weird. I mean, we lo loved to go out and we did it a lot, but the culture was so different as, you know, for you being German and me being Polish, you can go out to a club. In fact, we did when I visited you in Germany a few years back in Berlin and we went out clubbing. You can go out and you can dance and you can have fun. Um, or, or maybe you could 20 years ago um, without anyone bothering you, you know, without guys grinding on you, without people bothering you. And here it was nearly impossible. And so it was almost like this, like we can go out. However, we're going to have to deal with so much unwanted attention. I know. And I was like shocked when I came to the US. How, I mean, I love nobody was smoking inside. That yeah. was different in Europe. Yes. Like you always was thinking, but I was like, Okay, people don't, like in Europe, people is much more in the club mm -hmm. back then. But this like dancing from the back, I'm like, what are they doing? That's so weird. Dancing I was shocked. Back, the big... AKA grinding on people you don't know. Yeah. Unexpectedly. I don't know if people still do it. I mean, I haven't gone to a club in many, many years. But we Same. went so often. Johanna drove a silver Volkswagen Beetle, which was hilarious. <laughs> So when she, would came, when she would come to pick me up and we'll go to the club. I was always late <laughs> getting ready. And then we would go. Or falling asleep. Yep. In the middle of the night, we would stop by at Walgreens, get a case of Red Bull. And in the morning on Saturday, we would go to school on T from Melrose, Massachusetts to Boston, to Cambridge for you and to um, Charlestown for me. And we would go to school. It was like we were unbreakable. So much energy. I know. I'm still, but we start. We uh, I remembered I had so much Red Bull. I I think I stopped after that. Yeah. And then we tried different energy shots, but mm -hmm. <laughs> those five-hour energy ones. Oh my gosh, those are so terrible for you. So bad. I yeah. know. It was really. But I remember, like one weekend, we were just like going out, sleeping, going out, sleeping. Yeah, that's that's what it was. And we would go to school and, and, and it's so crazy to think about how much we did 
and I don't remember being tired or exhausted or anything. I just remember the good times and all the silly things we did. Um, I have a question. So when the year ended for you, you uh, went back to Germany. Have you ever thought about staying? Like, what was your thought back then about staying or going? Because, you know, it wasn't that you had to go back to university because you were not at university then. You didn't have, I don't know, a boyfriend there or anything. What was it no. you decided to go back? What was it for you? <laughs> The real reason why I had to go back uh-huh. was because my passport expired, and I, I and I went to uh, to Boston and asked if I like could renew it there at the German consul, and mm-hmm. they say no, you have to go back to Germany to do it. And I'm like, damn, I'm not like, wow. I can't extend it, you know. And yeah. like my host family were happy when I left, mm-hmm. you know, they already had somebody new coming, so I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they will put me in the same like area i would love to stay in the boston area yeah i didn't want to leave so i was like okay i can't extend my passport that means i will go back home and crazy so i went back home i think february march it was like culture shock coming back Mm. and then i was like not knowing what to do i went to england for a couple of months Mm. i stayed there and then I went to uh, back to school. Like, I was already a lab tech in the field of biology, but I was like, oh, maybe I study mm-hmm. biology. So I went back to school uh, and I moved to Berlin. And I had a great time in Berlin. You were my first visitor mm. at my flat in Berlin, I remember. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I never went, I never went back to study. <laughs> <laughs> Do you regret not staying here or do you like don't do, do you not think about it? Mm, I don't regret it. I think mm. it would be a different life. Like yeah. I don't know yeah. what would happen like if I stayed another year. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would I yeah. meet my future husband or you know what? Like how would it be to have a like a career like a job? In the U.S., yeah. I don't yeah. know. Mm. I mean, I love the job I'm having now. Mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm working for a nice company. Everybody knows. I'm not gonna name it. I'm mm-hmm. having a job. I I moved out of the lab, and I'm loving it. So I don't know if I would have that. I also enjoy having my family close mm-hmm. by, even so they're not that close. But you know, I can visit. Right. But I'm. But I miss, like, I would love to come, like, more to the... Mm-hmm. I think last yeah. time... 2017, you know? know? So that's in in, in September. So it's almost... I visited you in... I think it was 18 when I visited you in, in Frankfurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You did Lemon, so... but that was 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a long time ago. And now, like, flights are... So I would love to just, you know, show Hans around. Right, because you like, said that you became a mother through all of this. I did. So, so and I was Hannah, like, oh. Johanna loved African-American men. She just would not settle on a German dude, a basic German dude. And she said she's going to find one in America and if not she's going to find one in Europe and she did and she married one and she had a boy right how old is Hans exactly. now? Six? he's six he's going to be seven in June 
oh my gosh, I thought he's going to be six in June. Time flies. Hmm. This is crazy. No. Hansi, does Hansi speak English? No. We try. He's learning, uh-huh. but he doesn't speak English. So wait, Ben speaks uh, German to him? Yes. Oh, wow. But Ben's first language is English. Yes. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. So you didn't want to teach him or this was something that you just didn't pay attention to and now it's like, oops, too late. No, it's because Ben isn't around mm. like 24-7. So now it's like English we speak when he doesn't need to understand us, you know? Mm-hmm. So When I was with him, he still understood it five years ago. <laughs> when he was like less than two, still he still got it. I think he under I think he understands a little bit, mm-hmm. and we like tell because when I go like out with hands and a lot mm-hmm. of people like on the playgrounds started speaking because the way he looks, you know, he's mixed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So or uh, he goes to to the cinema and says he wants popcorn with butter, and the people like he's like. <laughs> No, I just want popcorn with butter. You know, but... <laughs> that's so cool. Oh so, my gosh. do do uh do they have English at school, at preschool for him, or no? There's no English. I think it starts in, in third grade. So gotcha. right now he's in first grade. He doesn't have it. But mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's let's see. Like he has a friend who just moved in June last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was like, we would love to visit them too. So he needs to learn some English before it's we so travel. So cool because you know you guys you guys live in Frankfurt and that's such an international city. Uh, big one of the biggest uh, transit spots. I fly through Munich or through Frankfurt always, and so you have a lot of. That's why I picked there, this right? area. Yeah, it's a good area to be. Yeah, it's like easy to fly anywhere. Yeah, totally. In, and still, you haven't visited me in so long. But who am I to say I'm going to Poland again and I'm not stopping by, so I'm not going to say anything. So, JJ, if you were to share a couple stories from back in the day, the things we did, or kind of like um, you can embarrass me, <laughs> or you can give the testimony, <laughs> testimony to my character, LOL. Anything you want to share? What would it be? Like, kind of back, back, back in the day, you know? Back, you know, back in the so, day. so long. Mm. I know. Like, we went to the Polish store. And it's like, I think, I didn't notice before, but when you're far away from home, mm-hmm. and you find something what is like a sausage, what reminds you of home, it's like, oh my God. so good. So I'll enjoy going to the Polish store with Monica. Mm-hmm. We went to yeah. the Brazilian place to eat there. She knows all the good spot. I was eating the dessert. I'm an awful German driver, so I don't know how to park on the side. So I was driving, but Monica was doing the wheel for parking. Always a good friend <laughs> and helping like, me. Uh, parallel Assisting. parking, yeah. That's yeah. Something I, that's something I used to know how to do. Yeah. Not anymore living on the suburbs because you got so much space. But we had to. We would go to Cambridge to Harvard Extension. There was no option. You had to parallel park. I don't know how I did it. I drove a Subaru back then, like pretty medium size, but still. Yeah. yeah. The Brazilian places to eat, all the good yummy stuff for sure. 
then I remembered my host mom complaining why the flower and the beetle was smelling. <laughs> because Monica decided to use nice perfume to spray flower, what every beetle has. And the car was, I'm, I'm pretty sure the car smelled for three or four years. Pretty nice. <laughs> After that. I didn't remember that, but now I do. <laughs> yeah. The beetle has like a fake flower in the middle, the, the car. And so I just had to spray it with perfume. We used to use a lot of perfume back then. Like it would be like perfume land and gum. We chewed a ton of gum. I know. We were chewing a lot of gum. Mm. I think like we did went to Panera Bread and stuff, but it was always like we didn't go out much eating. Oh, yes. We went to IHOP. I remember after clubbing. At three in the morning having pancakes. And then I, I had noticed. No clue they have... about fitness back then. And then <laughs> I didn't know you can have free refill. I think one one time I I was like drinking a gallon of orange juice. <laughs> I, I remember like oh it's for free oh yeah you can. Uh, yeah, I, that I was, was really you know, funny. When you left JJ, I remember that like you said it was February or March, and I was like, damn it, I need to like go back to YMCA and do my elliptical. That's all I did for fitness back then because I was like, oh my clothes are getting tighter. But that's what we did. We would go out to the club, we would drink. So like, and you know, not excessively, but a couple of vodkas with Red Bull. That's that's all I knew how to drink and what to drink. That's the only drink I knew, or pineapple juice and vodka. And then. Um, you know, we would go to the Brazilian padarias and bakeries and eat all the things. And then I hop in the middle of the night at three in the morning. So even if you're like 22 years old, your body suddenly is like, all right, dude, enough is enough. And I remember when you left, I was like, I need to like recalibrate my lifestyle. But it was awesome until it lasted. Of course. I know. I remember you broke your big pants and you're like, I have to change something. I broke my big pants. Yeah. You know, they were like loose. Yeah. And then I destroyed them. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. That was. I know. I always eat the ice cream at your place. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, if, if, if they would know. You mean my host family? Oh, no. I yeah. I cared about you eating the ice cream. But yeah. Think... It, was, it was interesting. They were you know, thinking, was... oh, Monica eats a lot of ice cream <laughs> on the weekend. The crazy thing is to think, you know, how uh, the kids we used to watch. They were babies, and now my oldest host kid graduated college, actually in um, in um, Scotland. The middle one who used to poop in his pants is in college in Vermont, and then the little one is driving, the little the baby. So it's mm-hmm. so crazy when you think about it, how time flies, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we could have had these kids. We were adults, even though we didn't feel like adults, and it doesn't yeah, you know, now it doesn't we feel, feel like old. we're adults. But this is crazy because, you know, to, to reflect how all these kids got, and obviously we got too. Do you keep in touch with your host family from back in the day? No. They were like, I, sent, I think when I was in England, I sent a package for her birthday and they said, oh, there's still mail here. Where do you want me to send it? And I told them to send it and they never did. So, after me, I don't know. I mean... Mm-hmm. I think for them it was a culture shock too to have a German au pair. Mm. You know, we. I'm very, and then I'm from the north of Germany, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'm not a. People don't know me. Think I'm like cold hard. I'm. Talk straightforward, not mm-hmm. not really too not. You know, I'm not like nice and yeah, friendly. Yeah, not overly fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, 
fake. Mm -hmm. I'm not like polite, fake. Exactly. So I think for them it was like a shock, you know. And then I was twenty. From from Germany too. After you. Yes, but they were from different parts of Germany. They were like they were totally different than. I only know the one after me, but I would say they were totally different than me. Mm-hmm. So they were into different stuff. And I, I uh, think that this is why we got along so well, because this is part of, you know, Polish culture too, to be super straightforward and not to uh, sugarcoat and just, you know, say it as it is. Um, it, it's been challenging, you know, working with people um, in America where, and especially now that people are so sensitive and can get offended so easily, um, now I guess I'm, I'm used to it, but back in the day, it was really, really tough with this way of being because I was so used to people being straight and people aren't so straight. And then number two, with me being straight, I have to sometimes slow my horses because, you know, someone might not be able to handle it. So you have to be very, very gentle. Um, I guess this is why, you know, we got along so well and also why I resonate with, um, folks from Eastern Europe and Central Europe so well. Because they can, this is their way of being. And Russians, that that too, very straightforward. Yeah, I, I so think you, so. You didn't, you didn't keep up with your host family. No, I don't. I stalk them sometime on Instagram, Dude, on Facebook. I'm what checking. What did little girl do? Well, little girl. She's oh, not dope. she what like she what she like. I remember they put her in uh, in dance classes, and she like is doing some gymnastics crazy stuff but it's really cool like you can check on instagram circus soleil yeah she's doing circus something i don't know but it's really cool what what they're doing and i think that's awesome that's really great you know i haven't really i mean even though you know i lived a couple hours away um and i live a couple hours away from the host family it's more like social media because obviously there's no way to really you know keep in touch i mean you can get together every couple of years but it's so um you know it's it's like a whole project so they have their lives they're doing their things even the kids don't even even live at home anymore so you know you can go and visit although you know um the host father of the family that i uh, lived with for the longest he just passed away in december and i could not believe it um and it really made me think about you know being this way when you're like oh i'm gonna reach out a little later i'm gonna go visit them a little later i'm gonna you know let, let's in the spring in the summer and the yeah. fall. and um and i, I cannot believe it because he was only in his 60s and his father lived until almost 100 so it was super shock to see him unexpectedly passed away and it really showed me like you know what you have to um you know, if you if you want to do something, go do something. And this is specifically why I started going to Poland much more often now. I decided last year, after four years of not seeing my family, that I'm going to go every quarter because, you know, they're getting older and I don't know how many times I have with them. So if I go yearly, I literally might have like 10 times with them, you know? So exactly. I need to go more. This is this is this is something I've worked for for like literally going on 19 years now that I have, you know, the work style as in like i have the freedom to be anywhere i have the financial freedom and and mentality that you know this is important to me um so yeah even though you know it's kind of funny because when you think about it every quarter is a lot when i was like when i was buying the ticket to go this time around i'm like i was just there (laughs) i know yeah 
maybe I'll change it around and I'll sometimes come see you or sometimes I'll stop in England and visit my brother. But yeah, but it's interesting when you're like, you can, and then you talk yourself out of it. You've lived in so many different countries, Johanna. You lived, you lived in the United States. You lived in England. Um, you were in Austria, Austria, Austria yeah. sometime and different parts of Germany. Um, mm -hmm. What was your favorite place to to be at? What was what was it? Or was each place beneficial or, or cool for a different like, reason? Yeah, like Berlin. I mm -hmm. enjoy Berlin a lot. I think I think when you're 21, living by yourself, Berlin is and it's still like I love going to Berlin. Last year I took Hans for a weekend mm -hmm. to Berlin, and then we went to Tropical Island. It was awesome, and I was like, mm. oh. It's not so, it's just a like four hour train ride. We can do this much more often. London. And I didn't been back. So mm -hmm. I really would love to go to London. But now we are like, Hans is in school. So I have to, like, yes, on, we can, he's on holidays. So we can travel from school. So, mm -hmm. and when he was smaller, he didn't enjoy like traveling much. Yeah. He's like, Like, we went to visit my brother, and he's, like, the same day. He's, like, when are we going home? Mm -hmm. And, like, we just arrived. We had a five-hour car ride. And he's, like, can we go home, please? So, but I think now he's getting older. He's, like, enjoying traveling, too. Mm -hmm. So, I want to see, like... What's the cool so thing about Berlin? What, what is it that you, like... Is it much different in Frankfurt, in your opinion? Yes. Like... Frankfurt is like a small city, you know, they're mm -hmm. like, I don't know, five live there and a lot of people work there. So it's busy in the week, but on the weekend, mm -hmm. it's a quiet city. It's not, but Berlin is like, it doesn't, it's like a big city, it's different vibes and it mm -hmm. depends, like I was living in a quiet area, but just mm -hmm. like when on the train, like, And I've been in the central. So, and everywhere where you stop on the uh, subway and get off, it's different. Mm. But it's so, and very international. Like, you, you know, can I eat all realize, the... JJ, I didn't realize, so there are over three point three and a half million people in Berlin. In yes. In comparison, yes. only 700,000 in Frankfurt. I had no idea yeah. there's such a difference. Because, like, the area we live in, like, Frankfurt is, like, mm -hmm. the airport. I work in Mainz. I live in Wiesbaden. So, this is all... It feels big because, you know, they're all, like, connected. Around. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you feel yeah. like it's a big area. But then I was, like, visiting a friend in Cologne. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, like, oh, Wiesbaden is a nice city. And I went to Cologne because it's much bigger. I'm mm -hmm. like... I live in a village, you know, <laughs> if you yeah. go there, it's a different vibe. And I was like, I do like it. I like big cities, but for Hans growing up, a small, a small city is okay. Yeah. Or safer, easier to navigate. Yeah. It's the same. Like, I think when I was uh, an au pair, I've, I went to New York and every season, spring, fall, summer, and I enjoyed it for mm -hmm. like three days. But then it's like, It's too much. The city is overwhelming. It's so right. stressful, you know? I do not like New York City. Boston is winning anytime. If you were to compare the two, oh my gosh. New York is stinky, dirty, loud, 
just too much, too much. The vibe is just different. And London, I really and en- I really enjoyed London too. It's like, well, how would you compare England to the United States? People are not as friendly in the United States. No, but it's like, it's a different, it's a very different vibe. People are very happy. Like Mm. people in Germany are very grumbly. You don't see people (laughs) smiling on the street. So if you go there, like if you follow people on Instagram, you can see like this. They're all in a good mood. There's like history, like, you know, old buildings, old stuff, but also a lot of new modern stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's like... And it's very interesting. And I meet so many people in, in London. So I was like, I went to a German pub. We were watching, a, I think, a Polish game when I went there mm. with some friends. So, like, going out there, it's just different, but I do enjoy it. How about the difference between Germany and Austria? Oh my goodness. I think <laughs> Austria is nice to live. It's nice mm-hmm. to visit. Mm-hmm. And I moved to a country where I speak the language right. mostly, right. you know, they mm-hmm. have their own. And I didn't. I, I was like, mm. that is weird. They're just from mm-hmm. Austria. I'm from Germany. They don't like me. Wow. I had such a is bad the language experience. That diff- is the German that different? So you like really, they can tell right away that you're from Germany? Of course. I speak a nice, clear German. Like they would mm-hmm. say in Oxford English in uh-huh. German. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you hear that different accent, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I remember I went with my when in London, uh, in Graz. We went to uh, uh, the area, a Steirer restaurant. This is like mm-hmm. from this area, a special restaurant. And I was reading the menu and I was like, I'm sorry, can you translate? I don't understand. <laughs> because their food name, they have for their food, they have different, they use different words. So I was mm-hmm. like, I can't read it. The time in Austria too, I mean, I met my husband, who is mm-hmm. not, who is Austrian now, who uh, is original, born in Nigeria. And I had a nice group of friends. Uh, my friend Julia from Italy, her now husband Tristan from Canada. We met two ballet dancers from France and Germany, but we didn't mm-hmm. have any Austrian friends because they don't let you in, you know? That's true. But you know what? Reflecting on it, remember when we first came to the United States, it was the same thing with Americans. And it was much easier oh. to become friends um within uh you know the au pair group and the international group so we had friends from germany i was you know you were german i was polish other polish people other german people brazilians um you know russians from latin america russians exactly from latin america um mexico and american friends we had were the bouncers from the club the only american (laughs) connections were when we were dating someone that's what it was it was just guys like yeah. it was just no way. Like even in college or or in classes, where you know it was it was not that. And I'm just trying to like you know I was reflecting on this in my head and trying to pinpoint when was the moment when I started actually like connecting with Americans because you know in working in my business right it, it, you know at work I obviously have very diverse crowds still which I love and I, I take pride pride in that that the community is so so diverse um, and 
but at the same time, there was some point where I started connecting with Americans. And I think it literally was when I started working in the gym. So it was years after coming here. It took a long time. So you're saying, you know, about Austrians that like it was impossible to have friends from Austria, even though you had friends there. It was kind of the same way here. Yeah, but I think it's so strange because when now, I mean, okay, now I'm going to the playground tent, mm-hmm. and we have pe- like we have different people from different parts of the world. Like we're friends with people from Ukraine, from Morocco, Italy. You know, so I mm-hmm. I'm in Germany and I'm connected with people from around the world. So right. if you want it, it's possible. So I was like shocked that in Austria it was really ha- it was not possible. Like even the people I was working with. Mm-hmm. As- like now, you know, I I made friends at work. Mm-hmm. So, but over there, no, I never you know, met anybody it's, after it's work. Fu- it's funny you're saying this, JJ, because I'm thinking about when you know when I was in school and someone from another back 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 in the day in Poland, and if someone from another country was moving over and go to school, they would immediately become like the star. Everyone wanted to be their friend yes. because they'd be like, "Oh, that's the international person." Versus, you know, and I guess in some countries it's not a thing that um, folks from elsewhere are celebrated. I, you know, and also, I mean, I feel like just what you're saying, world is changing and changing and changing because now it's different than 20 years ago. And so, you know, I would assume that things, um, you know, shifted a little bit um, in comparison to back in the day, you know? Yes, I would think so. Like now it's like the world is more international. I mean, you know, I live in Wiesbaden. There's like a big army, spe- like there are a lot of Americans around. You know, you see them in the mm-hmm, supermarket. Mm-hmm. You can hear them. And I'm like, oh, nice English they speak. <laughs> so I enjoy that. I mean, I don't, I'm like, they live in their separate areas. But mm-hmm. it's like still, it's like much more international now here. You know, when I went to Poland in the summer, I was so shocked because, you know, I mean, I was there in the fall too, but the hearing Russian and Ukrainian language so much more on the streets uh, since the war began there. Um, this is something that, you know, was not common back then. And also I did not come from the part of Poland close to close to Russia or close to the UK or Ukraine or just to the border in general over there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm close to Berlin in Poznan. Uh, two-hour train yeah. ride so uh, it was so shocking to me how to see how diverse uh, it got there in the small town and then in the city even more uh, to the point that you know you see people from all, all over the world you can see you know by their dress the, the way they dress by their skin colors by the way you know they cover their hair or not as in lots of religions different different backgrounds mixing together which is really great um, so do you think that Hans is going to end up living um, in Germany, or what do you think is going to happen? Of course, that's your prediction. That's what's going to happen. But what what do you think is going to happen? No, I don't know. I was like, I, I told, I was like, when he's like, was a baby, I told him he's going to be a pilot so I can go on vacation with him. Mm. And now he's what like, he think mm. about it now at six. No, he, he doesn't want to be a pilot. He doesn't want to be a doctor, but mm-hmm. he, he, he wants to, um, he wants to do experiments so on the other hand he wants to move to my parents place to the village i'm like why (laughs) somebody wants to live in a village where 500 people live everybody know each other 
But yeah. this is like what he wants when he grows up. I can't wait when he's going to be in school or later I can send him for one year to Monica. He can, like, you know, be an international student. He, like, yeah. he can do that. For him to do that. So, it's so I don't know where you know he... now. Yeah. I know. This but is, I think I want I, this Auntie for Monica's, him. Auntie Monica's but I think he doesn't want. He doesn't want it. Well, you'll see. You'll see. You know, it's funny because I... I don't know. I mean, I love the kiddos around, but I never wanted to be a mom myself. And now seeing, you know, all the kids growing up, I'm like, oh, just a couple more years and they can come visit me. I can be the coolest. Aunt. I mean, I already am the coolest aunt ever in, you know, I have my oh. niece in, in England. My niece in England is super ready to live here because not only she's got the same last name as mine on the passport, so we don't even have to explain who she is. She's mine. She speaks her little British English, which is the cutest, and we get along very well. And then my two nephews in Poland, same deal. They are so ready to come visit. They don't speak English, though. I mean, they do, but, you know, not so much. Um, and then we got Hansi. So, you know, a couple more years, and we have that going. Yeah, and I think they will enjoy it. Mm, international studies and getting together. No, this is, it's so cool. You know, you said that the tickets are more expensive now i tell you i was looking at tickets from poland from oh my gosh from england from england from boston i wanted to say from boston to um poland because i'm I'm flying in a couple of days and the same flight that i would take from boston 8 20 p.m lufthansa from logan and i think that was to frankfurt and then to poznan or maybe to munich and to poznan when I went in 2007, I remember paying $650 for a round trip. And I saw, and, and I was shocked because I was like, wait, how is it so cheap? It was $400. I mean, it's been almost 20 years now. So it was like, I cannot believe it. I remember saving every penny because, you know, remember how we used to make $150 um, a week from taking yeah. care of, of the kids. And so I remember saving and saving and saving for months because I came to the United States in September and then I went six months later to like quit my university, say good, good, you know, goodbye to my family for longer. Um, I, I'm so glad I went because I saw my grandma for the last time. And, um, and, you know, and that was $650 and now it was only $400, um, which of course I'm not even flying from Boston, but I was just checking. Um, also funny thing that, you know, the same flights still exist even exactly at the same time, but it was cheaper. Actually, it was cheaper. I feel like when you, I don't know I, myself now looking at the tickets, um, having the mindset of like, okay, I want to go see my family. It's so different than back in the day. Uh, but when you look far ahead, uh, you can find really cheap, cheap tickets. I was looking, you know what the secret is? But I it depends, been... like, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you look and you don't, you, like, there are no school vacations. But I have to fly oh. in school vacations. So yeah, I was, I like, thinking, okay, you know what? For Easter, we have three weeks off. Let's check how the tickets are going to be if we visit Hans' friend. And there was 700 euros mm. one way. One gotcha. way. So I'm, like... And I have to buy two tickets, one for me and one for him. Mm -hmm. So it's like we will pay 3,000 euros just for that trip. I'm like, gotcha. no. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, I can be flexible. But you know what the trick is? I haven't shared it anywhere, but so let's share it here. The trick is to buy the cheapest tickets with no big bag, right? So you're paying like, it's, I think it's called 
um, basic economy light. And it's the cheapest because you just take carry on. And then it's literally Thanksgiving flight, three flights because Hartford, DC, DC, Germany, Germany, Poland. I paid $250 one way and then $250 the other way. Which is crazy because when you think about it, six flights for 500 bucks and one of the flights is from United States to America. But the secret is that you want to upgrade your seat so that you have the extra leg room or you sit like right in the front. So that's where you spend your monies. You don't spend your monies buying a ticket with bags and all the things. You buy the cheapest ticket with no bags, but then you upgrade your seat. And that way you can fly for very little and still sit very comfortably in the front and have fun so yeah but yeah so, you're right school vacations mm-hmm. that's what it is yeah that's what it so, is so good so you don't want to talk about any comprom- compromising stories from back in the day when i drove all over you <laughs> over my hand i was so surprised it didn't break i i don't even remember what the heck happened so i uh, one day i, drove I didn't want to go in the car Oh, you didn't want to, yeah, you hung up partied a little too hard and she didn't, but were you sitting in the parking lot? That was like mm-hmm. a turn of events. Johanna, 2004, right? Five, six? Seven. Seven. Okay. Johanna's sitting on the parking lot, sitting and I, what? And I drove on your hand? That's insane. I don't remember this. She keeps reminding me that I drove on your hand. And then and I, I think I used the wrong English while we like... Driving to IHOP then. The wrong English? What do you mean? I was like, you drove over my hand. You were drove over my hand. I was like, I was like still in shock. But still, it, it was very slow and nothing happened. The that was really fine. good. But for years I heard from Johanna that I drove over her hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now all the dancing in the cage on stage and clubs. I mean, I would, this was not our work. That's what we did for fun. Um, On the end, we were like VIPs in that club. (laughs) It was Saugus, Massachusetts. Jeez Louise. Seriously. No, it was a good time. I'm glad nothing, you know, we we never got in any sort of troubles or anything. Like, you know, we we had fun, but we never did anything stupid. Like, you know, it was always responsible. I remember the police stopped us one time for like taking the wrong turn off the highway. And it was like, you can do the turn here, but it has to be between this and this time. And I remember being like, wait, what? Like, you know, we don't know. I don't know anything about it. Like, there is an arrow you can go. And the guy's like, yeah, but this time, this time and that time. And, you know, long story short, we, we never got in trouble of any sort or, no. you know, it was, it was always, it was crazy when you think about it, but it was never stupid. But always safe. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Um, what do you think uh, has caused us to stay in touch for all these years? What is it? I don't like. You know, we know each other like for a long time. Uh-huh. So we went to the up and downs. You know, you were the yeah. first person I told when I was pregnant. Do you remember? Yes, I do. No, and then. When you were in the awful relationship, I was the person nursing my kid and be always available for you on the phone. Oh, I you know, 
so much for that. You know, it was really interesting. So this is this is something JJ that I didn't really realize at the time, but but I do want to say it right now. Like I so appreciate you being there for me then because. I was whining and complaining about the same stuff over and over and over again and doing nothing. And you so patiently listened to my crap for so many hours. So thank you. I really appreciate it because with some other friendships, I actually, you know, you, you know, my other friend with whom I was close back in Boston and we actually ended through that because she said to me, listen, I, you know, I, I know she was trying to like motivate me and inspire me, I guess, to like move and do something. But she would be like, you know, I don't understand why someone as smart as you would be dating such a person. You know, you're brainwashed. You have to do this. You have to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And and long story short, you know, I, I don't it just it just it just made me be like, well, I we can't be friends because this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm doing. And all you're telling me is like you're bashing me even more, you know? Yeah. And so needed at the time, you know? Right, right, right. And you it's so funny because that was the time when you Hans was little, right? Yeah, he was just born. Yeah. So that was a good timing. That's like the universe's timing. You were nursing Hans and I was like just going downhill here that was only six years ago yeah that's true mm-hmm. but you did it so. like I was, you were like going trying to like sign up for the gym and, I, and they talked to you and you're like oh you could be a trainer started working there moved out found somebody else so it all yep. worked out it all worked out you know I really think I mean you've been through your fair share of nonsense too and I really think it's, you know, ultimately goes down, comes down to, you know, just continuously moving forward because it's not like that one thing is going to magically get you on top. It, it, in fact, I feel like it's the more of these tough things we go through, the more we appreciate what we have, right? At any given moment. Like now, of sometimes I, I look around and I'm like, I can't believe. You know, I came to the United States with $100 from my parents and I didn't speak the language. I drove that little Subaru they gave me, the host family gave me. And now the fact that I have a car, like, you know, and 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 I have a house, that's like some days I'm just like, I can't believe this is my life. Like, that's crazy. But of course, that doesn't happen overnight. It just happens through trials and tribulations and, and you know, not giving up. Yes, definitely. So what's next for you? Uh, we didn't even mention at all the fact that Johanna has been training with me for some time. So when we met, you and I didn't even, um, I mean, I didn't do anything fitness. I was going to YMCA and doing some elliptical here and there. But then uh, Brazilian padarias won and eating Polish sausage. So fitness went on the back, you know, went on the, on the side. And then it wasn't until a couple of years later that I started going to the gym regularly, hired my first trainer. And then, you know, got certified and became a trainer myself. So when you and I met and we knew each other in person, um, fitness was not even a thing. And then at some point, you decided to join BBM. What was it originally? Was it like, oh, I, you know, back, the, back in the day before live training sessions, before anything of that nature? What no, was it? it was like, I, like um, it was after Hans was born, I was like, after you give birth, like I was never in good shape, but like the body changes, you know, mm-hmm. everything is like different afterwards. So I was like, you know, I'm like talking to you, I'm doing like online, uh, 
YouTube Fitness. And you were like, I think then you're like, you can do this too, you know, instruct people online. So, and then you started your first BBM WhatsApp uh, group. Actually, like, yeah. you just reminded me, JJ, that you were one of the people who had me begin team train back in the day. Yeah. Because I remember us talking. So this was all already when I was living in Connecticut and I had too much time on my hands because I quit that training job, my last job. And I thought to myself, I'm going to work online. And that was 2017. That was before I opened my fitness studio. So when I quit my job, my last job, I thought I'm going to go and move everything online and work online. However, I didn't because it was just not enough of a demand and I didn't know what to do with it. So this is when I opened the fitness studio. However, before I opened the fitness studio, you were the one who would tell me like, oh, I'm doing some YouTube exercises and I'm doing, you know, this or that. And I remember you being like, you know, the only today I did a good job and to, tomorrow oh, I didn't find anything because it was all generic. Right. You, you were taking things from YouTube and trying yeah. to do them. But they were not made up for you. There were no substitutes for like your fitness level right now or your uh, shape right now or the fact that you were after a baby. It was just like, you know, generic stuff. And some days you could find something and some days you couldn't. So I thought to myself, hmm, I could do this. And so that's when we started doing team train. And team train at first was like $50 for 50 days, which is crazy. And then, you know, so that's like a long time, almost like eight weeks. And... um people were signing up and I was recording videos, sending them WhatsApp. And that's so crazy. This is so crazy. And so um, you joined one of those groups, right? I did. And I had great results. Mm. Like the first time I joined. And first then before and after pictures. Yeah. Yeah. They, that was like awesome. We tried Isaac Genics in the middle. That was like, okay, but not so good. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, um, you what know, happened you stopped then, JJ, because you stopped for so, at some point, right? Because you know, I had to go back to work. I moved. Mm. You know, I was living in. I was living between my parents' place and my husband's place in Austria. I had yeah. to find an apartment in Frankfurt, mm. on where I am now. So then I was like, okay, I it's too much, and I have a, a too. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I couldn't yeah. prioritize myself. Mm. So I was like taking more time, like taking time for everything else. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, but I know like, you know, BBM developed, you changed stuff. It went to like a Facebook private group. Now you have an app. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, and now my kids is like, he doesn't, he's okay. He can work out with me together. He mm-hmm. can play for 45 minutes alone. You know what I mean? So I don't need to take care as much as I did before. So I can. I, it's time to take care of myself. Totally. So that's why I joined again. You joined again and you're transforming yourself again. Tell me, um, when you look from the side um, for, you know, at me as like all the things that I've gone through and, and all the things that I've done, from the side of someone who's known me since the babysitting days and nanning days until now, what is it? What do you think it is that had me, you know, like here, happy and everything, even though 
those all the, the all the things that happen, you know, because you know all the not so great things that yeah. happen, and all the things. What do you think, from your perspective, it is? I don't know if I was clear asking this question. No, you were not clear. It's like so you know, I've gone through a lot of junk, right? And judging from your like looking from your side, what do you think has allowed me to do all of this? Because sometimes people are like, oh, what is it that you don't give up? And what is it, you know, and no. you know me so much more. I, like, you, you know, I, I know you like before all the landmark, the development. And, you know, I told you from the beginning, it's like Monica wants something. She gets it. So and I think you have a plan and you were like, oh, you got an idea. And then you're like, okay, let's make it perfect. And I think like BBM is like something you started little. But mm -hmm. it's grown big now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you, you had an idea and you were like, yeah, you want it online. You want it remote. You want it online so you can actually travel to see your, your family. And it's possible now. You did it. This is what you wanted. Totally true. Yeah. So, it's so funny. It, literally, when I was making the coffee before getting on with you here, I was thinking to myself, like, you used to say it. And it was in the stupid little context of like, Marka wants to date someone, Marka gets it. Marka wants to go to college, Marka goes to college. And you used to say, like, it almost sounded not like mean in any way, but kind of like she gets what she wants. And if someone doesn't know me or or everything that I had to go through, people could think, oh, she's lucky. But it wasn't no, about luck. No, no, definitely. Like, and even when I was saying it, it was not, not like you're lucky like this. No, you work for what you want, you know? You, you, you have brainwashed to... me back then, you know? Hmm? You almost brainwashed me back then. And, you know, maybe it was the, the thing that you were my first motivation of like, Marco, what's something? Marco, get something. And that's because I could, me. like, maybe I. Mm. That if you want maybe. something, you can. You want good things, you get good things. Maybe, maybe. How was it when I was uh, in an awful relationship and I like almost like stole my growth what were you what were you thinking what, what were you thinking for yourself were you like oh my god monica get out of there already or you know was there anything i, I didn't why why she she i was like why did you move there but i think mm. you needed a change like yeah. boston was like same old same old so i do understand from a Absolutely. person who moves like all, every three years and now I'm stuck in the city for already four. I'm like, wow, I never stayed so long at one place. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then I was I didn't. And you know, there were messed up things happening and I was like, you. if I tell you to hear, I was like, I know I had just I needed to be a friend to listen because you were you didn't want to hear anything. You didn't want advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you for listening then because I was such an annoying blah, blah, blah in circles, the same thing over and over again. Um, I mean, I know from a perspective now it, it was needed. I needed it, uh, but I, it still doesn't change the fact that I really, really appreciate you being um, there for me and listening through all this because here's the thing I really believe and just this is this is applicable to all of us and to every area of life whether that be relationships or money or fitness it's like this you'll get a lesson and if you don't 
hear the lesson or see the lesson, you get a bigger lesson and a bigger lesson and a bigger lesson. And finally, it has to get so bad that you cannot not get the lesson. And so for me, it was like, you know, I was in one relationship that wasn't the greatest. Okay, cool. I tolerated, tolerated, tolerated it. But I stay with it until it was really, really not good. And then the person decided to leave. That was my quick little marriage. Then my engagement, it was the same thing. It was like, not the bestest. It looked good on the outside, but it was like, you know, cheating was happening, complaining, whining, blah, blah, blah. I was not happy. And cheating was not happening on my end, by the way. And, um, and you know, and I tolerated lots of nonsense to the point that at the end, he goes, I'm dreaming about living by myself. And I was like, well, then we have to part ways, but it still kind of almost came out of him. And so it was like, not a good relationship, not a good relationship. And the last one, you know, where I'm super appreciative uh, of you, you know, and the fact that you stayed around and, and listened and dealt with my nonsense for so many months. Well, it wasn't so many months, but it felt like yeah. a very long time because it was a lot of same old, same old. The fact mm-hmm. that, you know, it was so bad um, with, with, everything with the cheating with the manipulation with the cameras in the house with you know all of it with with all of it with the fact that I moved to the village to a disgusting house from living in the beautiful apartment from the fact that I quit the job I had and then I had this like barely making any money kind of job um all of it it was so so bad that it was just you know like are you getting this lesson here and, and then finally, I had to get the lesson here. And this was the first relationship that was very bad that I myself left. And then, you know, a few months later, I filed for a restraining order too late. Now I got the lesson. But, you know, it, it's like bad thing had to happen one after another after another one to get the lesson. And the lesson was like, you know, if something is not working, you, you have to part, you know, you have to go. You have to go. <laughs> you have to go. Yeah. And, you know, what is like little thing, bigger thing, the biggest thing. And I think, you know, in each area of our lives and every single person gets these lessons. And sometimes just people go through it, you know, one after another, one after another one and don't see the lesson and just like repeat the pattern, like, you know, like a hamster on the wheel. I feel like this can be relatable to your health and you took responsibility and you were like, enough is enough, right? So it was like trying and doing little things, doing little things. And finally we're like, enough is enough. Definitely. I was, but you have to admit like, Okay, this is not working. I need to know. Yeah. Jump relationship to another and think, oh, the other person. You you know what I mean? You have to be responsible for yourself. Absolutely, you have to. And the same with my health. You know. know? I'm the responsible person. I said I'm the responsible person, so I have to take care of myself. It doesn't. It doesn't like you know what. It doesn't matter what program I I sign. Like I'm the responsible person to take for sure. Myself. Yes, you know, for me with the relationships, it was, um, it was doing landmark, you know, and and finally being like, all right, this is me. And how that like I came about it is because before I thought, oh, I'm so smart because you know I've. I don't want to sound terrible, but I was like, I want to say I've dated half of the world. No, I don't mean that, but I mean like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I. We don't need to talk. I dated a Polish person. I dated someone from Israel, so Jewish person. I dated someone from the Caribbean, so like different religion, different race. I dated someone from Brazil, so also different race, different religion. So back in the day, I kind of had it like 
but I don't date one kind of person. So, so you know, well, I'm smart, right? I'm dating older people, younger people, the same kind of people, like from different parts of the world, different upbringing, religion, race. So, you know, so I'm smart. I'm trying different things to see what's going to work best. And then I was like at Landmark one day, I, I was like, wait, well, that's that's not smart because if all these people are different, who's the same as me? I'm the common denominator in all these situations. So all these relationships aren't working out for a variety of reasons. But then one common thing is me. Yeah. What was your moment with your health when you were like, enough is enough? Like, was there like a wake up moment where you were like, all right, enough is enough? You know, I was like, my weight is like going up, going down, going up, going down. And Mm -hmm. when I moved here, I was like, I do need help. And I went to three different weight loss centers over the mm-hmm. years here. Mm-hmm. And Can I you never... tell everyone what weight loss center in Germany is? What, what do they do? They, they, um, weight loss center here is like, they do the uh, surgery mm-hmm. or they have different programs, you know, shakes. Depends on the weight loss center, but most of the, they tell you, what kind of surgery you can do and mm-hmm. before you get the surgery you have to do depending on how big you are a three or six months um to show mm-hmm. that the insurance company will pay for it like yeah that you can't lose weight by yourself gotcha so, so you went to three different centers mm-hmm. first and- one i went was like from the tv show 300 pounds a small doctor who was yawning the whole time. I'm like, hell no. No, hell no. This person is not going to help me. So I was like, okay, we tried by myself. So weight goes up and down, up and down. I went to the next weight loss center and I w- they were like nice and everything. I was like shocked. They have big chairs. So everything feels so big. And oh yeah, you're one of the smaller big people. And I was like, well, mm. I'm not that big, mm. you know. Mm. So and then, then but I was like, and like, yeah, when you want like to step forward, and then they said I have to come there seven in the morning. I'm like, I I have a kid and I'm working. I can't come that early, so I never did. And I was like, it didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So then um, I met a lady who I'm friends now with. Uh, mm-hmm. Our boys both went to um, swimming lesson together. I don't know. She doesn't tell a lot of people that she had weight loss surgery, but she's like, I had it and it was really good and it helped her a lot. And she actually flew to Turkey and she told me about it. And I was like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Okay. And this is like what we talked, like not more. So, and then my weight last year, I don't know why it keeps like, I couldn't stop gaining bigger, bigger, and bigger. Like the like the biggest I ever been. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I need to do something now. So I went to the third weight loss center, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, you have to prove that you you you're working out twice a week for six months. You need to go to um, nutrition consult for six months. You mm-hmm. have to pay that. I was like, consult myself. I know everything. Like I'm really right. good you in advising other before. people. Yeah, I yeah, need. Yeah, I can't tell. Like my like Hans didn't have any sugar for the first two years. Like mm-hmm. I'm really watching what he's eating. 
I can tell other people, you know, if you have problem with your stomach, do this or that. I'm really good in giving advice. Mm-hmm. But doing it for myself, it was like, no. It's really hard to not so it eat It wasn't ice about cream. the lack of knowledge. It was just something else. You've also done like hypnosis too, right? I did hypnosis uh, mm-hmm. uh, for like not having the sweet cravings. And mm-hmm. I have to say the first session I did, it like worked really well. Mm-hmm. But then the second time I did, like they said I have to do two. Mm-hmm. I feel like it didn't do it for me anymore. The second time didn't work. I think it's a little, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't doing the job. But I was like, I tried, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I asked the lady, I was like, you know what, the Turkish person, and like, can you give me any names or contacts? And then she gave me everything, and I was planning it. But in the summer, I was staying with my parents, and they eat different than I. They eat a lot of bread and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was staying there for four, mu- four weeks, and I got the worst heartburn ever. And mm-hmm. I was taking tablets and everything it didn't help so i actually like had to go here to the doctor they were like checking my blood everything sent me somewhere else like to look into what is wrong and then the guy was like nothing is wrong with you everything is okay i was like okay if everything is uh okay i'm gonna have the surgery so i was like flanked and i was in contact already with the people in turkey Mm. and i was like this doctor is doing the surgery like at least twice a day. So right, he's right. not so they were experience. Mm-hmm. They have lots of experience. He knows what he's doing. I have uh, people who take care of me. I have a nutritionist. I have like the all around what I needed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? I don't wait another six weeks, six months. And then um, somebody from a health insurance is decided if I get this surgery or not right right you you just wanted to pay for it and get it done that's it uh, exactly and i wanted to have it now because my weight was so high mm. so how long has it been now since the surgery it's almost four months almost how much have you dropped it's in 50 pounds wow it's insane huh what's the biggest difference for you now how what do you feel it has gotten so much easier Training, not yet, because you just returned to training, so I'm still, like, whooping your booty. Yeah. So tr- so that hasn't gotten easier. Although, has it? Yes? No? I think it's a little bit, but, I like, now I need to start training because I feel like I will lose muscle if I don't. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. So 100%. I was like, I need to get, like, my strength back and to reshape my body because it's it's getting down, but, some like, you know, you don't have surgery on your head, so you feel like, did I really lose that weight? Did I... mm. But today, actually, I have to say, I met a mom I know from kindergarten from Hans, and she's like, I have to tell you, you look really good. I can tell that you lost some weight of yourself. And I was Where'd like, that was so nice because I'm still wearing my winter jacket. What in right. the beginning before surgery, I almost couldn't close. Mm. And now it's too big. But I was like, you know, I'm not going to buy a new jacket. Uh, right, right. Um, you can finish. You can finish until the end of uh, this winter. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. No. So I know it's... surgery helps because mm-hmm. I'm you're like you're not hungry. I mean, before I wasn't hungry, but I was eating a lot. 
you know? Right. Yeah. And do the you, wrong. Do you stuff. have a goal, JJ? Do you have a goal where you want to be? Of course. Tell I me. have a. Is there a deadline to the goal? No, because it's like um, I my honeymoon phase of this is over. Mm-hmm. So you know where you drop like five pounds. Right. It's not. It's not happening. And this is what they told me, and that's why I appreciate the people there, uh, the nutritionists. They like, I got my blood work in January. We talked about it, and they like helping me with my nutrition. And it's like, and from the beginning, he told me, okay, you can lose this amount of weight. This is from the surgery, mm-hmm. and then. He's, 40 pounds you want to lose is if you change your habits mm. because the surgery doesn't mean you don't uh, you can't grow you can't gain weight back it helps you you like but you still have to change your habits eat slowly eat protein and vegetables like less carbs you, mm. you know what i mean you have to make sure you have enough protein you have to have your vitamin right um you need to still drink enough water. Don't mix your, this and that. So it's like, okay, like now, if I want to lose the the weight, like the first goal of mine is to drop another 30 pound so that mm. the number on the scale is like we say two, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Like, like that I don't have three numbers anymore so i have only two in kilos mm-hmm. and then i was like yeah let's see how low i go i do know i have to have skin surgery to skin removal surgery yeah, definitely yeah, because mm-hmm. because i have the belly like i have and this is what the doctor told me too like your legs your arms this is going to be training this isn't isn't I don't think there's going to be much skin. Mm-hmm. But the belly, I'm like 100%. This is like where I all carry the weight. So I know this is going to have, this is something what has to happen. But to have the weight, the skin removal surgery, I have to have a certain weight. I have to keep my weight down for at least a year. This yeah. is a rule yeah. in Germany. So I was like, yeah, let's Would you see. go again to Turkey? No, I, because I don't like. I would love the people in ge- my German, but if they re- if they say they don't pay it, definitely I would find a good doctor there. Yeah, I feel yeah. really safe. I mean, I had a pro- when I was there. It was like um, a small hospital, but mm-hmm. like I don't know four or six floors, but mm-hmm. every room was a single room. There was not a second person in your room. In Germany, yeah. there's always somebody else in your room. For sure. I mean, you know, you pay you pay out of pocket, you get better treatment. No, no, it's like normal. It's standard in Turkey. Everybody who nice. went to that hospital had a single room. Or nice. if you had company, nice. you have a, have a big room for, and another person has a couch where he can stay. Mm. So, and they're like, I think on one floor, there are less than six people patients it's a small it's a private hospital but it's like it was good service and then they checked me before the surgery if you know not something happens to me and Mm -hmm. i was like wow they're really good 
And he's like, he telling me this, this, and that. And he's like, you know that. I'm like, yeah, I know that. And mm. I was like, see if they said, okay, you know, your blood sugar is really, it's like, luckily you do the surgery before you start going to be a diabetes person. And mm. I was like, I not be a, like, I would, I don't want to put a needle in my self. So I'm like, yes. Well, you work in the medical, you know, you know, because you work at a lab, you work for a medical company. So, you know, the side effects, you know, the, the implications of, of being diabetic. You, you're not someone who's like, oh, yeah, just give me a pill. Let, let you know, let me Definitely. fix myself. You have so, knowledge. When someone knows they're self-aware, you know, it's the folks who are like, oh, I'm insulin sensitive. Just give me a pill and I'll be better. No, 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 no. Like, you know, I mean, the thing too, JJ, that I remember is when you had the gestational diabetes when you were pregnant with Hans, um, you got it. on like a very strict diet to not take Yes, yes, and it helped. And it was, and I was happy. And that's why Hans has no problems. He is healthy. He's eating good. He's not overweight. This was my big concern. And mm-hmm. I feel always so bad if I see small overweight kids i was like i don't want this for my kid yeah i don't like because it's something they have to deal with all their lives you know that you know they like as a parent i mean i don't want to say you're responsible but like you know you didn't help them create better habits yeah exactly so i was like okay so i was like okay i have to teach you were strict with him I am. I was. And I was and that's okay. I mean, he eats a chocolate once a year because he doesn't like chocolate. He does like ice cream and I'm like, he has to eat like he can eat it because if mm-hmm. I say no, 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 he will go and sneak and do it, you know? And be crazy about it. Yes, yes, for sure. Yes, so so I don't want him to be crazy about it. So he gets what he wants. Uh but also we have like healthy meals and yesterday i was like what do you want for dinner and he's like spinach and potato i'm like perfect we can do that that's good <laughs> love it and he's a meat eater so he likes to have meat i love I'm it i'm like perfect so great oh my goodness well meat and potato has your cha- your taste changed since um the surgery or are there other things now that you cannot eat or things that you miss or things that you found that you love now that you are limited? No, like that's like the uh, the thing I can eat. Like I think everything I try so mm-hmm. far, mm-hmm. I don't have problems. Like over Christmas, like after one meal, I feel like Brussels sprouts. I don't know if it was a Brussels sprouts or was it just eating too fast? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still have to learn to eat slow. Like mm-hmm. they say, you take a bite. You wait a minute, you take another bite so that you Try really... eating with chopsticks. Apparently, that's like a solution for many people. If you eat with chopsticks, you cannot eat that fast, so you'll be better. Okay, that's interesting. I should try mm-hmm. this. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting there. So, and I'm like, no, everything else. I was like, salad is like, mm, no, I need more protein. You know, this, like, I can eat a small salad, but I'm full pulled up too fast and then i'm mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i didn't have any protein so it's not that i'm still learning how to do it yeah i'm still learning i got one cookbook so i'm like yeah i just need like to do to to plan better like my meals i go shopping and i'm like okay why i bought three yogurts 
I would eat it for like five weeks. You know, it's like <laughs> to 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 get it ready, like the amount of food. And it's like different because like now when we're planning on vacation and they're like, oh, we, it's my mine is not about food anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I went out like last week with my my work friend and Hans. I was like, should I tell her I had to? I don't tell people I had the surgery. Like mm-hmm. only close people know. Mm-hmm. Like my parents know, my husband knows, and the friend who told me, mm-hmm. and you, and mm-hmm. so. But every like my brother, they don't know because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't need people to judge me right. that I did it. I don't like that's what I. So when I went, we went out to eat, and Hans is like, oh, he wants chicken nuggets and schnitzel. He wants both. I was like, you know what? Have your chicken nuggets. You can ha- have some of my schnitzel. He's like, yeah. So I eat half of the meat, half he eats, and another one I just took home. Mm. And she didn't notice. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm full. Yeah. You know? So I was like... So interesting. Because, you know, that goes to show, too, that, like, people don't really care so much about what is it no. that we're eating and how is it that we're doing things. It's just that sometimes other people will make a big deal out of it. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm eating healthy. People are paying... It's like, if you don't make a big deal out of it, no one else will make a big deal out of it. you know i was like i think the only person who like on christmas who pay attention on what i eat was my grandma Mm -hmm. but but she's always like watching people so she's like are you on a diet because i'm like no i'm just i'm okay you know because Mm -hmm. i only put like a small potato on my plate and you know small stuff i'm like no i'm okay you know well alma is like you know 90 years old and she wants you to be happy and eating that's it She's 88 and she enjoys when people eat, you know? She, I don't. Exactly. So, but I was like, yeah. I mean, we went for her birthday to the restaurant to eat and I was just having a soup and I was fine. Yeah. Because I was still like on the beginning, the first two weeks after surgery, you only have to have soup. Mm. Second week after surgery, I had to go on a business trip. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do that? So I was like, okay, mm. I skipped breakfast. I took my protein shake with me. Luckily, for lunch, mm-hmm. they always had two soups. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do for dinner? So mm. I, I was prepared. I could, like, make a soup in my uh, hotel room. But I was, like, asking the people, all oh, this, can you, like, put some back for me for dinner? And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, no problem. They did it every time. So nobody in that... Uh, seminar noticed that i was only eating soup i was like if you don't tell people if you don't make a big deal of it nobody noticed that's awesome i'm so glad you did the surgery because you know what you've tried so many different things and it's like just really looking for the solution that's going to work and if other things didn't work cool moving on to the next thing so i'm really looking forward to seeing what you're going to do with all of the progress and how you're going to be able to you know do new things and not be limited with what you can do um you know with hunts and travel wise and everything because you can now i know i was like telling another friend i'm so glad when i was flying back i'm like this is the last flight as a fat person it's so awful to sit in this tiny plane it's so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't want this anymore for myself yeah, I mean, it's well, uncomfortable as it is, you know, and, and when you... Have, and for the person uh, next to you, it's uncomfortable too. 
Yeah. No, I'm so glad you did it. If you were to, so JJ, let's wrap it up. It's been 80 minutes. This is going to be the longest podcast ever. I don't want to bore people, although I feel like we committed, we, we commented on so many different things from back in the day and au pairs through now your weightless surgery that I didn't think you're going to want to talk about, which is awesome because this is going to be like a holistic, really big combo. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover that you would want to mention or anything that you want to leave people with? I don't know about you know your own fitness or about anything in context of you and I um anything else that you would want to leave before we wrap it up no I think we said it all I think if you if you listen and you're shy shy like reach out to Monica she doesn't bite she's a nice person she might drive so, hand. <laughs> yeah you know no. we went to ups and downs but we're still like talking so I think if somebody like wants a change, reach out. You know what I mean? If you feel like you're stuck in something, just change it. Like, yeah. Just Don't be miserable. If you're stuck with... You know, the thing is that there's no such thing as stuck, right? Stuck is just a, just a feeling, just a perception of like... Of course. Feeling, but someone else can help you move past the feeling. Yeah, and, and so it's like, I'm a person who doesn't like to ask for help. So I had to learn to ask for help. Mm. I don't need for direction. But it's I learning now as I'm getting older, it's okay to ask for help. And it's awesome to have a professional who can, who knows how you can work out without injuring yourself. Because That's I true. mean we all laugh we all laugh at the videos when they post on when people use them at the gym. But it's really dangerous. <laughs> it is really dangerous yeah it is really dangerous i think it's with age you know because i'm right there with you with this like not liking to ask for help but then you are saving yourself so much time and energy and frustration uh when you just get a plan and just execute it so i'm right there with you i used to not ever ask for help in any kind of regard not fitness not business not life but now i'm the first one who's going to be like hey i need help with this just because i don't want to waste time anymore i think with age you also realize that you know, time is non-reusable, non-reusable, non-renewable. You cannot ask for 10 more years and get them. It's like now or never. You're never going to be 35 again. You're never going to be 40 again. So it's like, let's make right now the best because it's not coming back, right? So like not waiting. You want to do surgery? Go do the surgery, whether that be the weight loss surgery or the skin surgery or any other surgery. You want to move to a different country? Move to a different country. You want to start a business? Start a business because, you know, at the end of the day, you if you're not going to do it it's going to always hunt you it's always going to be there in the background yes. somewhere so jj thank you so much for your time today that was so great i appreciate you and until live session on zoom thank you for having me it was a pleasure